welcome to Podcast Answers, the show where I help you start and grow your podcast, answering any podcast questions along the way. That's right, guys. I love to answer your podcast questions, and today is no different. Last week, we talked about should you put your podcast episode on YouTube? And if you don't remember, go back and listen to that one because that's a good one. And this is kind of a continuation of that because we are talking about video this episode and how to do a video podcast and whether that looks traditional, non-traditional, what that really means to have a video podcast. So today's episode, we are talking with the infamous Doc Rock. Doc is the community manager at Ecamm. And so... Without further ado, let's get into that interview with Doc. Welcome to the show, Doc Rock. I've got Doc Rock with me today. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening? Hey, not much. Well, you know, I we've known each other, I guess, virtually. Yeah, you know, you're in Hawaii. I'm in Indiana. It's a little bit colder here than it is there, but <laughs> <laughs> we've known each other through, uh, you know, a little bit through Ecamm. I've done. Uh, this is my. This will be my third year doing having an Ecamm account um, and doing Ecamm with my podcast and doing video with my podcast. And so I pretty much as soon as I started, I got deep in the weeds and started, you know, answering people's questions and things like that on the forums because that's how I am. I'm helpful. Right. And so uh, but so we've had a lot of conversation back and forth and, and, and stuff. So I wanted to bring you on, though, because you are the community manager at, at Ecamm. And uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit today about about Ecamm and how we can use Ecamm to do uh, video podcasts. So welcome to the show. Hey, well, happy to be here. Um, and you've been a huge help to people in the community. So you just, you know, just make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that, that's, my, that's my goal. I, I try to be helpful to people. I have a help desk background. Uh, you know, I work in IT. Uh, and at one point in my life, I did help desk. So I like helping people and sharing knowledge. So I, I try to always beat uh, Daniel to the to the punch when he's when he's putting things in there because he he's uh usually first and i try to beat him a lot of times so dude daniel is at a level of quick that is <laughs> that is really hard to fathom that man Yo, does not sleep oh my god he is the best he is the best it's kind of funny so, um you know i had to ask you a question you posted um uh, a blog post about should you put your podcast on youtube yes. And why does the dude look like Paul? <laughs> Listen, I ask AI to generate that. That was a that was a Canva Canva generated AI, and uh, apparently it just looks like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so good. That is super super good. And uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you talked to Todd or not, but I know Todd from Hawaii from way back when podcasting first started. Oh yeah, when when he was doing uh, something called Eight Four Radio back here like we, we were all running pirate radio stations out of our houses you know it was like uh before Squadcast, not Squadcast, not the right name for it um oh god what was it called something cast but it started out with ice cast you had to hand code this stuff oh yeah and so we still run our little radio stations and then we got the real player type situations or whatever so i remember when he first came up with uh blueberry and you know, as you know, they're huge now, right? Oh, yeah. But yeah, I know Paul, I know um, Todd from way, way back in the day. We used to do our meetings in Alamoana Beach Park because, you know, that was no no place to do cool meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Can you tell us a little bit about just what is Ecamm to begin with? Let's start with that. Um, well, it's funny. It started out as a live streaming platform. And to this day, I think a lot of people just instantly go there because it's still called Ecamm Live. I purposely try to shave the word live off the conversation <laughs> because it's far more than that, right? Oh, right. Um, if you were to take any live streaming software and just don't press live, what you're really dealing with is a video production suite, whether you're using us or OBS or, you know, vMix or any of the tools that are out there. You don't have to go live. You can just press record. But because it's designed for live stream, you automatically have the Chiron, a.k.a. Genlock, a.k.a. putting text on the screen. So like in ESPN, when it says Dallas loses, Green Bay people go nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. Um <laughs> That that is a is a uh, Chiron they would call it where you put a graphic on the screen so you have all of that stuff sort of built in you have the ability to have a guest like we're doing today sure uh, similar to what you would do in a regular video production suite and you just record all these things and you record them in the manner where you've covered a large portion of the edits because you're going from the different scenes you're switching cameras you're bringing on the graphics you're bringing on uh, comments from people in the live stream and so yeah at the end of the day if you take a live streaming software and don't go live, you end up with basically a video recording production facility. And that's what Ecamm is. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I've loved about it. You know, from, from the very beginning when I started, uh, well, I've, I've, I've done podcasting since 2007. So I'm like an old school, I guess I'm old school, right? Um, yes. But uh, on and off. But when I started my latest podcast, not this one, but a different one that I'm doing, Dudes and Dads, uh, I decided, hey, you know, let's just also throw it up on YouTube. And at that point, I was using OBS, and OBS is just so like it's so complicated, right? I mean, it's it's free, but it's complicated. <laughs> there's so many different settings in there, and and there's no support. And so when I ran across Ecamm, I think I remember the first time I ran across Ecamm, I looked at it and went, whoa, there's a lot going on here, right? You know, uh, if you've ever seen Ecamm, there's windows everywhere. But then I came back to it. And one of the things that I really loved about it is just how simple it actually was. And there's, yeah, you pick your stream size and you're, and you're good to go. And so that's what I loved about it. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because in the same token, I did a similar thing. So I was coming from Wirecast and I was working for AOL at the time. And that's just what we used to do all of our streams. They were closing down the unofficial Apple weblog, AKA TUAW or two as people mm -hmm. used to call it. And they wanted us all to go to Engadget and we all quit the same day. Cause none of us wanted to go work at Engadget <laughs> at that time. Engadget was very PC focused and we just felt like we were going to get buried. So really weird. AOL had no idea. They, they screwed up. They were missed it by like three months them closing the unofficial Apple weblog and Apple turning into what Apple is today was probably about three to four month gap. Mm. And I think we closed right around iPhone six, iPhone six S I believe is the largest selling iPhone ever. If I remember correctly. Okay. So they, they mucked up, <laughs> they didn't realize it, but like all the things that made Apple, Apple just blew up. And I think for them, it was like, oh, we're losing Steve, so there's no recovery. And so this is going to lose, you know, ad dollars or whatever. So unfortunately, they closed it way too quick. But I lost my access to Wirecast. 
I looked at it. I'm not paying them 900 bucks <laughs> for this thing. And so I found OBS. I did it for about two years, hated every second of it. But I remember looking at Ecamm back then in like 2017. It was like, there's no way this $40 thing can do what $900 of Wirecast could do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it must be too simple. <laughs> and I straight up ignored it. And it turned out like, oh, you stupid is way better. <laughs> so, yeah, def- that's kind of funny. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Mr. Camera Junkie says, hi, everybody. So uh, that and here's I'm demonstrating a little bit what what you can do. Um, if you've not seen it, you can bring up comments on it. So sorry to interrupt you, Doc. But there's yeah, there's comments that you can bring up on screen uh, from people who are watching live. So that's that's one of the, another one of the cool things that I really enjoy about it. But. Yeah, it's just really, really good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just I fell in love with the simplicity, but I fell in love also with the approachability because I was going to be having when the Panini hit, I was going to be having to teach a bunch of DJs how to do this. And although these guys can can really work well with music, they know nothing about computers. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So you had mentioned you know, you can record, you can go live on it. And one of the things that I really liked about it is the fact that you can go live multi-streaming. You know, when I first started with Ecamm, you could only go to one destination. And I had this desire to go, obviously, to multiple places. And then 4.0 came out and we could do multi-streaming. And that so that took it to another level. Again, I'm not having to pay for Restream to do that. Now, again, it works differently. You got to have the bandwidth for it. And that's what some people don't understand. But if you've got the bandwidth for it, you can go up to what ten destinations on on that, and so yeah, yeah, you can you can go. Or, um, is there a limit? <laughs> it's it's really based off of the bandwidth, but most people cap at at around ten. So you can bring in ten guests mm-hmm. plus yourself to make eleven. Theoretically, you could put as many destinations as you want, but most of them will cap out. The cool thing is in the preferences, it'll actually tell you where you're going to hit a brick wall. Sure. So if I set my stream to say like five forty, it would tell me that like if I hit all 10 destinations, I only need 21 megabits per second. So in theory, based off my connection, I could do 10, 1080 streams. Sure. Because I need to have 60 uh, megabits per second up in order to go to 10, 1080 streams. If I wanted to do 10 4K streams, I needed 125 megabits per second, which I technically, my my, <laughs> my, my signal can handle that too, but I don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would never do that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when we talk about podcasting in general, um, there's old curmudgeons um I'll, I'll just throw todd under the bus here because you mentioned him so i mean he's he's one of the persons that says you don't have an rss feed it's not a podcast and i know how you feel about this <laughs> that as long as you're doing a show you're doing a, it's really a show i mean podcast yes technically yeah. has our rss feed uh to do it but and and video podcasting has been around since the beginning we've been able to do that you know apple supported it with with apple podcast or i you know at the time um but the host it's hard because none of the hosts were able to not, I can't say none of them. There are hosts that, that allow you to do video, but what you get with video is tough because you don't get a whole lot of space because it costs them a lot of bandwidth to do this. And this is where YouTube has come along and made it great because we can host a, a show there for MSA free. I mean, obviously we give them, you know, they'll run ads across it and whatever. But as far as the hosting cost goes, I'm not paying YouTube anything to host my show. So I think that there's a hang up there 
when we say podcast versus just show. I think people just need to start saying show, right? <laughs> I, I kind of, you know what? I'm a straight up agree with you, but here's the, here's the thing. We're going to call it podcast because it's a portable show, okay. right? That's sure. really all the podcast ever was in the beginning. Sure. Now the RSS feed thing is in the same ballpark as manual transmission. We grew up at a time where your ability to be a driver consisted of your ability to drive stick or manual mm-hmm. transmission. Some people know it. it depends on where you're listening from. Some people know it as stick. Some people know it as manual transmission. Even gangster grandma like Gretchen to this day <laughs> says, you will never take that stick out of my hands. For about the last 10 years, there is no human that can outshift any of the computers on any of the cars out there. So a Porsche 911 T, which is the only one that comes with a stick, is actually almost a whole second slower than the same Porsche 911 Carrera without the T. And the T is the only one that you can buy with the manual transmission. But there are people who will mostly buy the T because it's cheaper. But they will never <laughs> say that. They'll buy the T because they say, well, it's the manual transmission and I know how to drive a stick. Fool, it's senseless for you to drive a stick when you cannot outperform the computer that's going to do the dual clutch automatic transmission that's built into you know everything that's out there. For BMW, we call it Tiptonic. You know, same thing. There was some amount of... Uh, I'll use machismo because dudes will be listening, but there's a certain amount of badge of honor that Ram would have in an RSS feed. Mm-hmm. The only reason why everybody wants an RSS feed, let's be dead honest, and people are going to get pissed at me. I don't care. <laughs> I give you my email address. I'm on X. Is because you like to know that you get 4,000 downloads a show. 4,000 downloads a show probably... 10% of those downloads actually watch the episodes. Sure. But you sell commercials based off your downloads. Sure. You yourself have your phone right now, things that automatically download and your ass ain't listened to one <laughs> of them shows in over a year. Right. But the download is still happening. That's what the RSC feed is for. Podcast has not beat television yet. And television doesn't have any automatic downloads. What happens is when Law & Order is good, it's Thursdays at 9 o'clock. Everybody in the house shut up. Kids go to bed. <laughs> doors locked. Phone switch to do not disturb. Dung, dung. We're there. And we do not move. 28 years running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's the show. Right. That show been on long since Jesus walked to Nazareth. That show been on. It has. Yeah. And you, if your content is dope, you don't need an RSS feed. People will come for it. What you're trying to do is make it look like your content is dope without being dope. And that's why the RSS people out here are scared. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a little bit of the both camps because I like being able to have it in, in the podcast apps, right? Where, you know, obviously I, I said most of the time for the flow. So you're on the flow. The flow is a podcast that, that talks all about the flow of creating shows with Ecamm. And, and most of the time I watch that 
you know, in the background or I have it on or whatever. I, you guys do do an RSS feed with Captivate, which I hope host on Captivate also. I love Captivate. But, love Captivate. But most of the time, if I'm honest, I, I come for the live show. And that's what I, for me, that's what sells it for me. And that's what why I do a live show too. You know, I, I have the, the download and I have it in Apple Podcasts and I have it everywhere, right? But I like doing the live show and what I because what I found is the interaction that you get there is the same interaction that podcasters have been craving forever. And this is the reason, you know, even Todd has said this, like when he was in Hawaii doing his show, the reason he did a live show is because that allowed him to get interaction. He didn't want to be talking just by himself. Right. And so that's, yep. that's one of the things that I love about Ecamm is, is, you know, people are watching, you can see them comment. Uh, like I brought up that comment earlier, you can make that part of your show and kind of have a, a call in show, if you will, you know, my original show back in 2007, I used a service called TalkShoe. I don't know if you know that. that yes, service. Oh, man. Yeah. UAW every Sunday TalkShoe. <laughs> but we love TalkShoe. We miss it. We kind of talk about having a TalkShoe reunion. TalkShoe. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, uh, record. Oh, my God. I love that app so much. But it was terrible. The audio quality was terrible. It was horrible. Right, it was horrible. Call in on a phone. <laughs> You, we built entire friendships, friends that I have to this very day that I got hired at TUAW as a, started as just being a person in the audience on talk show and then always commenting in the little side thing to being, uh, uh, you know, a talk show guest to, you know, just always coming up with good questions. And they were like, yo, we need to hire this guy. That's how I got hired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it, man, that's crazy. That's 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 how I started. <laughs> how I started doing it. In fact, it was funny because I started. I started it because I wanted to do. Uh, I I was doing it on a on a, something called geocaching. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. I remember geocaching. Yeah. I still love geocaching. So to I, this day, I was doing a show on that, and the reason I wanted to start one, there was other podcasts about it, but because I wanted to do a live element on it, and, and that's what talks you had allowed me to do. Oh, and that's good. what Ecamm is allowing me to do now. I mean, people, I don't necessarily have people calling in. I don't give them, you know, my guest link in case, you know, I don't want them just showing up on my, <laughs> on video. Like yeah, you don't want for, weirdos. Like I did for you that one time, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when I know your link. Uh, but, uh, but but it allows you to do similar things with the comments, right? You know, people can, can put in their comments and, and be part of the show. Yeah, and it feels good. I mean, I just something about it, man. You know, uh, we in Hawaii we say chicken skin, um, but you know, goosebumps, whatever. You just mentioning talk show gives me goosebumps because <laughs> I met literally some of my closest friends in tech. I met because of that, and I, I mean, every Sunday we had a conversation. And it would be, it would always start about something tech. I mean, one of the, the biggest people in tech for a minute was Christina Warren and, and uh, film girl on, on, on the uh, Twitter. I met Christina through that. Um, Mike Rose, who became my boss at TUAW. Like it was such a great experience. And so you're right. That interactivity is where it matters. And I think every time technology goes through one of these ebbs and I literally, as I was finishing up my live stream to run over here I had to cut off a conversation because being a DJ coming from the music background, I remember when MIDI came out. Mm. I remember all of the OG musicians, like, I don't want to do MIDI. I'm not into synthesizers, whatever. And while they're talking all of that smack, Stevie Wonder drops songs in the key of life completely with a moog. Parliament Funkadelic 
synthesize everything. Uh, Herbie Hancock all over the building, you know, like, so all of the best guys that we remember from the eighties, the guys with the most Grammys and Prince, like yeah. all these guys, they all win synthesizer. And yet guys in my neighborhood was like, no, I play my instruments for real. I don't want to do <laughs> fake instruments, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you hear you? What you're doing is making an excuse for not wanting to buy at that time a $500 keyboard, but you know, five hundred dollars in nineteen eighty is about five grand today. Right. Um, you know, so even when I bought my first Atari uh, uh, ST four to do MIDI, like that was every paper route, every car wash, every leave raking, or you know, branch cutting, cutting cords of wood in people's backyard for their stoves. I was just trying to get the money to get that equipment. I got the equipment, got my first little synthesizer and I started from there and that led me into DJing and look, here I am now. Like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that, but I saw the writing on the wall then. And to this day where people are missing when it comes to this podcast stuff is the words are going to change and you can fight it because you like what it used to be. You could even fight uh, my buddy at Libsyn still thinks that it's audio only video doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, player, you do you like, I, I love you, Rob. You're the man. You happen to run one of my favorite companies. Cause that's how I did my podcast back in the day, but you're crazy Well, <laughs> because and, and I used to people use love video. I used to use Libsyn too. <laughs> so yeah, hundred percent. Yep. You know, it is what it is. So more and more people love video. And I, I fully understand when it's time to move the cheese old school book who moved my cheese is worth reading. Uh, you gotta be, you gotta be Gumby. I tell all you guys that you gotta mm -hmm. be Gumby. Like even all this AI stuff, as we know it right now, this is a joke. This is the beginning. Mm -hmm. This is the worst it will ever be. Exactly. And, and we have, <laughs> it generates people with weird finger, finger positions, but it'll get better. <laughs> But hundred percent. But yeah, and, and and I think that that's that's important to remember. You know, I'm I'm flexible. Like again, I'm an old school podcast guy, and I, and I have to admit, you know, when you first said that on the last or whatever it was flow that you guys are talking about RSS and and YouTube, it got my skin crawling a little bit. I have to admit, but I I also was thinking, it it really is just a show. Like it it is a show. Um, I I do like RSS because it it allows me to easily distribute it. But at the same time, I'm not going to complain if I have to upload a video to YouTube or, you know, go to Spotify and click up, upload because it allows people to watch where they want to watch. And, and there's a video, a video element of it. And, and that's OK. And people may not like it. That's why I offer audio, too. You know, I offer audio because, again, you can it's easier to especially when I'm driving. I probably shouldn't be watching YouTube videos, but 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 it. But I, it allows you to watch and and make that choice that you know you can watch two two dudes you know head talking head things, but I could also listen to it too. Here's a here's a cool thing. Remember when you posted on YouTube, somewhere in your description, put the hashtag listenable. Okay. In your YouTube things at the bottom, put listenable on everyone's television. You might not even have paid attention to it, but on the television. When you go to the YouTube app at the top, there's like trending news, whatever your favorite stuff you watch. Like mine says Manchester United, Apple, gadgets, camera, food. Um, one of the tabs that's up there says listenable because they know full well you're about to vacuum or go in the kitchen or, you know, uh, yell at them kids, <laughs> do some homework or 
I, everybody left the house. I, I won't admit I don't like being at home by myself because, you know, Michael Myers movies and whatnot. <laughs> so I put people on the TV. Mm-hmm. And and before what we did was we turned on mindless, useless TV programming. And for a lot of dudes, it was play sports center because it was the same thing over and over again. But it's just in the background sure. to keep you company. Right. For other people, if they're not in the sports. They would play the CNN loop or the Fox News loop or whatever. You know, you put it on your favorite cable station. Uh, you know, for the mother in law, it was um, Food Network. Right. She just had Paula Dean and Rachel and all her friends just talking to her. She's never looking at the TV. Sure. They're just keeping her company because she don't like being home by herself. She mm-hmm. comes from a family of 15 kids. She's not used to being at home by herself. Right. So a lot of people do that. So this is why you want to be on YouTube, because your TV doesn't have a podcast app, people. But every TV you go to right now, unless you still got the old Sony Grand Vega, click, 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 change the knobs. Every TV you have, if you look at the remote, there's a YouTube button. Yep. During uh, the next two weeks, more TVs will get sold in the United States than any other time in the year as people prep for a Super Bowl. And all of them come with a YouTube button. All of them are brand new opportunities. And so... I do understand the syndication and I love it. I've been using it since we had to hand code them suckers and you had to use feed burner to check it. Oh yeah. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter anymore. No matter what we think and no matter our feelings, it doesn't matter anymore because your family members outside of you don't know what the hell an RSS is. If you ask them what's RSS, they'd be like, what? They have no freaking clue. Do they use podcast app? Yeah. But they don't know what an RSS is. Exactly. Do you subscribe to what podcast do you subscribe to? I don't subscribe to podcasts. I just listen to them. Mm. When they open the phone, the phone knows you last listened to Crime Junkies or Serial or Song Exploder. And so it just shows up on the front page. So you press play to listen to the last episode. They're not actually subscribed either. Mm-hmm. Right? The tech space, we know better. The nerds, yes. Diehard podcast listeners, yes. The general population, 95% of the people you need to hear your show have no freaking clue what an RSS feed is. And so YouTube coming into this party is the reality. And I remember these thoughts when the iMac came and we're like, we're going to make the Mac accessible to everyone. Us diehards were like, oh, hell no. (laughs) This OS 10, this is too easy. OS 9, 7.5, OS 8, OS 6, you had to still kind of know something about computing. Right. And we were kicking and screaming. All of us Palm Trio people, when the iPhone came out, it's like, that's just a toy, (laughs) you know. I can do more stuff with my Palm Trio. I got a real keyboard, BlackBerry for the win, all of that crap talking. (laughs) You guys all remember that. Oh, you yeah. was there. But now everybody act like they forget. Everybody moved to short-term memory. Yep. I'm never going to get a smartphone. I just need to make phone calls. I know everybody looking at the, you know, the main has one. one. <laughs> main one like this, neck down, 24-7. <laughs> Especially when it's just you and your bring brother-in-law. You be down here yep. looking. So, come on. all Those feelings are nice. They're not real. So let them go. Sure. You'll be better off if you let them go. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
obviously you do a weekly show on Friday, basically going through EKM and how to set it up and ask, you know, taking people's questions. So I'm not going to ask you to do that, that full show here, obviously, but can you, give us, <laughs> can you give us, can you give us a little bit of an overview as far as what the, some of the things that you can do with EKM instead of, you know, just obviously broadcasting, but what are, what are, what was your selling points? If you were to say, Hey, yo, you should use Ecamm. What are your selling points for, for Ecamm? At this point in time, I would buy Ecamm just as a communication tools for my newsletter. Like I would be able to record my newsletter updates for my people. If I run any type of uh, software, whether I wrote it myself or I use it as a service and I need to do training videos, I use it for that. I'd use it for um, broadcast into my community, whether that's a faith community or the the PTA, like my, my one of my best friends, he's the head of the PTA. And he was like, man, like I'm going to show up in Zoom and it's hard for me to keep these people focused because they want to be somewhere else. Mm. And I'm like, well, the first thing you need to do is stop coming in with your MacBook camera. And he's like, why? And then I'm like, dude, you have, you know, Sony a seven four and all this stuff because, you know, he's a photographer, uh, well, photographer, hobbyist. And I'm like, how you show up in Zoom is your modern day business suit. Mm. Right. I wouldn't go to an important meeting before without a flex, you know, Aloha shirt It's crispy. You know, I got my nice slacks on rolling with my kicks, my brogans, as we used to say, <laughs> or, you know, your Sunday go to meeting clothes, you know, got your little tie, your little shirt, your jacket. Grandma would not let us go to church without a blazer, be 150 million degrees sitting up in there. But you got to wear the blazer because it's church. I'm like, Jesus don't care how you dress, <laughs> you know, um, but. I was like, yo, he wear a robe. Why I got to wear a suit? Smash. <laughs> exactly. Never, don't ask grandma stupid questions. <laughs> anyway, that's this is us showing up in Zoom. And I had a huge revelation when the Panini was happening. And Dr. Rachel used to come on from the CDC to give us all of the most current updates. And she'd be using Zoom with a jacked up background the blurry potato cam from her Lenovo and her head kind of kept disappearing in the middle of the conversation because of that virtual background uh -huh. thing. And I'm like, this lady is one of the top five smartest females in the entire planet. It's already tough for, for dudes to listen to a woman of power, explain them things. You're making it worse by showing up looking like a turd on potato camera. I'm like, I know you're a scientist and so you don't think it matters, but people have a hard time understanding how important what you're saying is because you just keep disappearing in the middle of a conversation. And so when I explained that to him and I showed him some of those clips and he's like, okay, I get it. And then I showed him what he looks like after we set it up, like even just the whole PTA meetings and whatnot, you know, uh, coming in in Zoom looking good. So looking good in Zoom, Teams, uh, Cisco, WebEx, whatever you use, being able to record uh, videos for training, being able to um, do your social media content for your business. All of the above things are, are there and they're super easy to do in Ecamm. And one of the ones that I use it a lot for, which doesn't get talked about, I use it to video journal. Mm. 
So I sit down, I record myself talking to myself because my mentor is me and I need to keep my foot in my own butt. No one else is going to motivate you. And if you don't believe in you, who else should? So I record what, you know, my thought process is for the week, what I'm working on, what I want to get better at. And I go back and listen to them, you know, a couple months later to check my progress. And so that's my way of a keeping my ability to talk experience extemporaneously uh, being an ex radio DJ. I don't want that skill to go away. Right. It, it also helps me just sort of focus on my personal growth. And so I use it for that too. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that I like about it, and you've said it, you said it earlier is the fact you can really just build everything out. So you build it like a show, you know, you have your scenes set up. And so, you know, I may have a scene that's just me and I may have like the scene is me and you as the guest. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, Ecamm with the professional version, you can bring in guests. Um, so you can just have people go in easily, you know, bring people on easily to your show. Um, you can do all sorts of stuff, share your screen, whatever. And, and what you said earlier, you know, with it, just kind of having it there hitting record and stopping when you're done and being done. I mean, that's the one of the ways that I, I do my podcasts too. I've, I've never done really any editing for me. It's just hit record, do the thing, stop it. You know, I run it through a few things in Adobe edition, but I don't do any really heavy editing. And so that's one of the things that I really, you know, really loved about Ecamm is that I could do my show. And as soon as I was done, I had the video file. I didn't need to, you know, throw it in, in premiere or after effects or, or not, whatever. Uh, and you're basically it. done. Yeah, you're done. You just post it. Or if you've, you're going live, you don't even need to post it. It's already posted. Right. And, so, <laughs> there you, go. And, and you know, Alec, our, our friend, Alec, you know, that's what he does. That says take one tech is the idea about he's doing these training videos and he just hits record, does them all. And then he's done. And so that, yeah, that's what it saves. I, so I have a reel that I'm going to post directly after this. Speaking of the simplicity of getting all of the heavy tech stuff out of the way, because although I have all of this, I have all of this because my family owned an electronic store. I've been a professional videographer and sound engineer for multiple decades, but you don't need all of this. Seriously, with a phone. And literally, that's it. You're good to go. Adding a mic just makes it better. With a phone and a mic, you can do your podcast and just get it out there. And more people will love your pure authenticity of you just showing up as you than all of the guys showing up like me with the full studio and all of that. Because it's like, of course, he knows what he's talking about. He has all of that stuff, but he doesn't understand the struggle back down here. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's it's harder. It's harder to let people understand. You understand where they're coming from. If you're coming from trying to be perfect. And if you start out perfect, where do you go? Exactly. You know what I mean? You don't have any room for mistakes because you told everybody you was going to give them a solid show. You got to be willing to just ride dirty. More people care about the folks that will ride dirty with them than you coming out acting like you're some kind of like uber guru and you're just not like you're fallible. Um, there is no perfect. Uh, the only perfect is the maker and you ain't it. So let that part go and tell your story because somebody needs to hear what you got to say. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like legit. And the nice thing about going live too is you get over that whole like, well, I can't, I got to stop and record, you know, I messed something up. I got to start over because, you know, for me, that's what I found helped me, helped me do my show in a better way is just going live because you're yep. live and 
if people are watching, then that's great. And they're going to see your mistakes, but that's okay. And and so you get over that whole fear of being in front of the camera. And, you know, I've, I've always, it's the same thing as, you know, every time I did recorded interviews, you know, on with an actual physical, you know, video recorder, I always turned the recording light off because people got super nervous about when they saw that red light blinking in front of them, they would shut up, but they would have all sorts of problems. I would always turn that light off. Same thing here. You know, if you're live, you are going to, you're going to do it. You're going to get over the fact that you just, that you didn't make it perfect, but you're going to be there. It's a, it's family pictures at Christmas, right? If you run around and you snipe pictures, you get the best pictures. When you tell somebody to smile, especially the old people in the family, they give you the, you know, the the stiff stiff smile or they just clam up or they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be on camera. Mm -hmm. And I, my, my old people are getting really old. They're getting like Paul Duncan old. (laughs) So I had a conversation with my family this year because we had to take the group photo and my uncle, my mother-in-law and their sister were all like, oh, no, no, no. You know, we don't want to take picture, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen. I'm going to break it down to you like this somewhere in the next 10 years, we're going to be doing funerals. I don't want to be the one family that has a funeral with no pictures because you three insist on not taking pictures like that. They're, they're pushing 90 <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, for them like, Oh no, no, I don't want to. I was like, listen, I, you know, you, we, you know, we all go to a lot now. Once you pass 50, you got to go to more funerals than you thought it just happens. But I'm like, it's real boring when they like, they don't have no pictures or the only picture up there with the flowers is bad. So right. stop being selfish <laughs> and take a picture. And so I feel the same way about, you know, with video content now, that's going to be the modern that's your legacy man right so even if you did nothing but buy ecam and tell your family story so that the youngins after you can have your story to keep that movement going like grab a phone and go interview the old people in your family fam you're going to wish you had there's stories that left with my grandpa that i wish was around Mm. and before my dad passed like two years ago i spent every second I could digging into his brain, getting all of the old school information, getting those lessons, lessons I used to ignore when I was a young buck. I'm like, pops, I know you told me this a hundred times, but let me hear it again because now I'm ready to listen. Cause when I wake up, stuff hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, funny stuff. And like my, my dad famous lesson from my dad, which I just love cause I still use it to this very day. I used to be like, Pops, I need 10 bucks. Why? Oh, I'm going to go to Tower Records and I'm going to get the new like CD. And he was like, listen, dummy, next time you come in here, ask for 50. I'm going <laughs> to tell you F off and I'm going to give you 10. I mean, I'm going to give you 20, right? Never ask for $10. And I'm like, why? Because it's just as easy to ask for 50 or 100 as it is to ask for 10. But you ask for 10, I'm going to give you five. I might give you 10. But if you come here and ask for 100, I'll give you 50 or 20. And he's like, I was like, but you're making it worse on you. He goes, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Just never, you always got to set yourself up. So like when your clients say, hey, can you film this thing? Don't tell them it's $800 to shoot the job. Tell them it's two grand. And then work your way back to 1100 1100 is still doing them a favor, yep. but doing them a favor at 800, you, your equipment costs like seven, eight grand. No, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to charge for that stuff. So 
immediately after that conversation, I roll in, mom, I need a hundred bucks for what? Oh, I got to do this thing for school. She's like, oh, it's for school. Here's 200 bucks. And I was like, dad, it worked. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I do it to mom all the time. <laughs> so, cause you know, he would just take the money from the store and just give it to mom. And so he's like, yeah, I always tell her I need more than I need. And she'll tell me no. And then she'll give me another number and I get to buy what I want. So if ever I want to buy, say the, the A7, right? A7 is 3,500 bones. I'll tell her I want to buy A7. She'll say no. So give me 2,500 bones and then I can buy the A7C which is what I wanted in the first place. But I have to scare her with the big number. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, so these, these think about this stuff. Like these are your opportunities to tell stories and record your life. And, you know, don't put pressure. Just go do something fun. Like you said, just doing geocaching mm-hmm. or something fun and you'll get good. And then you could turn it into the thing that helps your business or your church or your family or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there you know, good. That's really, really good advice. Now, you know, Ecamm is is a Mac only software and that's what I've I've heard some complaints on, about. On oh, purpose. It's a Mac only software. When you come into Windows, never. But uh <laughs> but that's that's besides the point. But but if you have a Mac, I would definitely suggest checking out Ecamm. Now, it, it is a a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription, but one of the things that I really have enjoyed about using it and yes, I don't I have no problem paying that every year because I get updates regularly and i've got support um you know ecamm has some of the best support around and you know you yes you could use a free free obs but again if you got problems with that where are you gonna go right you're gonna go anywhere (laughs) but but with with ecamm not only can you contact and actually probably get a hold of ken and glenn the creators but you have a whole facebook community of people that know a lot of things and, and that's, I mean, obviously where I learned a, a diverse life, amount so. of things too. That's yeah. what makes it good is it's not just one thing. It's a diverse amount of things. So you come in like, Hey, I want to play the violin. Somebody knows the answer. <laughs> right. Like when Emily asked that question, I was like, Oh, Emily, I would help you. I don't know. Jack about playing violin. Always wish I had a did, but did it. And then like three people chimed in. Oh, I play violin all the time. Here's all you got to do. And I mean, that, that melts my heart, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Just to see the way that everybody just dives in and, you know, like somebody comes in, like I'm doing this show and we're talking like Patriots football. So how can you, I'm not helping you at all, jerk. <laughs> uh, but somebody else will, you know, like if you want to talk Raiders, it was a fumble, damn it. Like, let's do that. But I'm not going to help you on purpose. Yeah. My company's in Boston and I'm not going to help you. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're coming to, to the end of this. Um, any, any final things that you would like to say as far as why someone should get Ecamm or, Especially, you know, specifically, because obviously we could we could do video with any with any software, but why Ecamm? Uh, you know, Dina has the best line on this. I came for the software. I stayed for the community. And you kind of mentioned our community is incredible. If nothing else, it's like paying for the software is like paying for the uh, the the community club where you live mm. you know like if your kids play uh, club basketball or club baseball or club soccer same thing you pay 40 bucks a month and we love the club streaming and just a bunch of people who are just incredible and you know what I pay 40 bucks a month just to be friends with uh, camera junkie and Paul <laughs> like yeah. legit you know like it's it's my job but this is where camp was so cool, right? Having a chance to meet people that I've built indelible relationships with 
from a piece of software that I bought to teach my other DJ friends how to do DJ parties in Zoom during the Panini when all of us DJs got fired on the same day. Mm. The entire globe of DJs got fired on the same day. Uh, and it's like, oh, what are we going to do? And then to, for that to turn into... Like I see Luis on uh, Sunday evening. I'll be in in Florida, hanging out with Luis, and then Luis, Katie, and I are going to run around Podfest. I'm going to meet a bunch of other e cameras there, and you know other people that are doing podcasts. I'll see Todd. You know, I see Todd at all the podcasting events. Like that part, I can't even put a price tag on. You know, yeah. as much as I as much as I kid Paul, like. You know, just watching somebody like him come out of his shell and find a lane to which like people look up to P, you know, and, you know, he makes people smile. Luis makes people smile. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, Luis's kid, Aiden or nephew, like he's like the ECAM nephew. Everybody loves Aiden. <laughs> yep. You know, Ken and Glenn, yourself, Daniel, you know, our Canadian friend who is untouchable. But, he was too fast you know, at that, everything. You know what I'm saying? Daniel's just Daniel and my brother June are the same person to me. So it's hilarious because I'm like, I never thought I'd meet another June, but I did. (laughs) And and now the three of us will get in the conversation about the absolute nerdiest stuff. And I'm the low man on that totem pole. Like that kind of stuff is just fun to me. So I I don't know, man, it's, 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 it's almost makes you want to tear, but just know this, we have more cool stuff coming up in the pipeline. As a matter of fact, there'll be some announcements tomorrow on the Ken and Glenn stream. Um, I can't wait. And yeah, uh, let's just say your audition problems might go away soon. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and I think, you know, as you can see on the screen here, you know, Paul mentioned it. The Ecamm community is unlike any other. You know, we are family. And that's why we call the Ecamm family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the thing, you know, I, I, I've loved being able to just show up and, and help people because I've got the same, you know, thing from, from you guys, you know, I, I've got from Mr. Camera Junkie and, and Paul and Katie and Ken and Glenn and you and like everybody else in the community. I, I've received that, you know, I was once a newbie too at Ecamm and I know what I know because of you guys and because of the other people in the community. So I would, yeah, I would definitely check it out again, not to tear up or anything, but the community is, is a pretty amazing part of the software. It is what to me. That's the best part. When people ask, you know, I do interviews all the time. What is the best feature ecamm the community? They're like, no, like, but I was like, you know what, Uh, OBS or Squadcast or you know, Streamyard, they can add those features. No one can touch our community. Our community is unfreaking touchable. Elliot Ness, like, we just, it's, it's amazing. So to me, that's the best part. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for for being on the show uh, today. That's good. That's good. You didn't ask me anything crazy. No <laughs> secrets had to come out. So, so we're good to go. All right, everybody. That was an amazing episode with Doc Rock. Thank you so much, Doc, for being on the show and talking all about video. And if uh, you want to get your own trial of Ecamm, you can go to podcastanswers.com slash Ecamm. And that's E-C-A-M-M. And that'll get you a trial of Ecamm. Again, this is a Mac-only software, but it's the very, very, very best streaming software that there is. And so definitely check that out. Again, that's podcastanswers.com slash Ecamm. And without further ado, guys... We will see you next week.